1: although all my kids have all been on my side yeah there are a few and I'm not going to mention names that it's um, our relationship yeah has not been as good since then and and even to today because to be honest with you I'm a better person today you know and the things that I'm trying to do bring this issue forward um, you know you you may look very different and enjoy different things out there that we were never able to do before But I feel like in my heart and my soul, I'm a better person today, you know, after going through all of this. And um, um, sometimes I get frustrated because they don't see that, you know, Um, they don't see that now that I'm living my life with no secrets openly, you become a better person.
0: All right, welcome back to Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. I just can't wait for this episode. This truly is going to be one of the most special podcasts I've ever done in my life. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my guest today. And here goes. This introduction is going to be long, but hopefully afterwards we'll be able to wake up Caitlin, set an alarm, and maybe even wake up yourselves. So here we go. Caitlyn Marie Jenner, formerly known as Bruce Jenner, is an American television personality and retired Olympic gold medal-winning decathlete. Born William Bruce Jenner on October 28, 1949 in Mount Kisco, New York, Bruce Jenner struggled with dyslexia, but found success in sports throughout his youth. In high school, Jenner excelled in water skiing, football, basketball, and track. He accepted a football scholarship from Graceland College in Iowa, but after a knee injury took him out of the game, he switched to track and field. His college track coach convinced Jenner to train for the Olympic decathlon. He would go on to become one of the most beloved athletes of our generation. In 1972, Bruce Jenner made an impressive run at the Summer Olympic Games in Munich, West Germany. He placed third in the Olympic trials and 10th at the Olympic Games. But four years later, Jenner would achieve Olympic stardom at the 76 Summer Olympic Games in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. The athlete won a gold medal and set a new world record, scoring 8,634 points in the decathlon. After his win, a bystander handed him an American flag, which he enthusiastically grabbed for a victory lap, a gesture that has been repeated in Olympic Games ever since. In more recent years, Jenner has appeared as himself on the e-reality series Juggernaut Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which premiered in 2007 and has been going strong ever since. In February of 2015, after much speculation, news outlets began to report on Jenner identifying as transgender, with some noting subtle gradual changes in the Olympian's physical appearance. In April 2015, Jenner appeared in an exclusive TV interview with Diane Sawyer on ABC's 2020. During the interview as Sawyer, Jenner stated that he identifies as a woman, using the gender-based pronouns he and we at times while going through his personal history, including his decision to have hormone treatments, his sexual orientation, and the emotional experience of talking to his children about the transition. On June 1st, 2015, Jenner announced on Twitter that she is a woman, now known as Caitlyn. Quote, I'm so happy after such a long struggle to be living my true self. Welcome to the world, Caitlyn. Can't wait for you to get to know her, me. Unquote. On that same day, Vanity Fair released its July 2015 cover shot of Jenner as Caitlyn which was photographed by the famous photographer Annie Leibovitz. Since revealing her true self, Caitlyn executive produced I Am Kate, the landmark series on E! documenting her post-transition life, partnered with MAC Cosmetics to donate over $1.3 million to transgender initiatives and become the face of the H&M for every Victory Sportswear campaign. Caitlin was named Barbara Walters' Most Fascinating Person of the Year in 2015, runner-up for the 2015 Person of the Year, Out Magazine's 2015 Newsmaker of the Year, and one of Glamour Magazine's Women of the Year. Most notably, she was honored with the Arthur Ashe Award for Courage at the 2015 ESPY Awards where she delivered one of the most amazing speeches you'll ever see for her transition from Olympic athlete to transgender activist. In April of 2017, Caitlin shared her story in her New York Times best-selling memoir, co-authored by Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Buzz Bissinger and published by Grand Central Publishing entitled The Secrets of My Life. Also in 2017, Caitlin started the Caitlin Jenner Foundation to support organizations doing on the ground and impactful work to empower the trans community and further trans rights. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. What an honor. Truly, truly an honor caitlin jenner well
1: barry you know what we've been talking about this for what two years (laughs) two years yes 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 Uh, for the world to know we go to the same starbucks okay (laughs)
0: starbucks is one of the few things in the world that the most successful people in the world and the least successful people in the world come together, and they can't get anything better than what they ask for at the counter. It's the same exact thing. It's the
1: same exact thing. It's equal opportunity for (laughs) everyone, equal drinking for everybody. But, yeah, Lady Gaga, it's kind of crazy. You know, it's the old Malibu place. And, uh, yeah, I remember because it was, you know, over the last two years, um, you know, at first um, it was – in doing this i had to do it right and there was only certain things i could do um for so long i had been uh pretty much all my life but particularly over the last couple of years before all of this uh, i was just getting destroyed by the tabloids Uh, they knew nothing i never talked to anybody it was all based on rumors and this and that i mean they had my picture uh, or my face superimposed over some woman's body on the cover of People magazine. I mean, they just would not stop. I had paparazzis following me everywhere. It was a horrible time. Um, and so in doing this, I couldn't uh, I, I, I couldn't do it privately. And most people who uh, go through a transition um, have, I think, in a lot of ways, the luxury of doing it in private. Um, and I couldn't do that. It just wasn't going to work. I could take off and go to Alaska and you did go to Alaska. Well, yes, but you know, like go to Alaska in the backwoods and transition and have to leave all my family. I leave Malibu where I'd lived for 40 years, you know, um, and do all of that. And eventually they would find me you know, somebody, some tabloid person would find me and then it becomes a tabloid story. I had to take that tabloid story, take it out and put it mainstream. I deserve it and my community deserves it. Okay. This is a serious issue um, that affects a lot more people than you think. And um, I didn't want it to be in the gutter. So there was just, uh, so actually I have this PR guy named Alan Nirob, um, who back in the 80s, and I talk about this in the book, back in the 80s, um, I thought I was going to transition before the age of 40. I went through six years of living in Malibu, living in a house, never really came out besides just to work up on top of Point Dome, right up above the Starbucks, and really went through hell. It was on you know, getting a few little things done to make me feel better about myself.
0: You're very close at 40 to making that change.
1: And yeah. And then I got to 39 and I just couldn't go any further. I look at it now, it just wasn't time. Um, and then I met Chris, we hit it off for the next 23 years. We raised more kids. I I kind of immersed myself in being a dad. The good news is I raised great kids. Um, and, um, uh, Then Chris and I, for other reason, it wasn't gender issues or any of that kind of stuff. We just weren't getting along. And we mutually decided uh, to go separate directions. There was no fighting, no argument. You know, I said, you know what? You'd be happier. I'd be happier. Let's just go our separate ways, which we did. And there I was, you know, back in Malibu, alone, like I had sat there for six years and thinking, what am I going to do with my life? And then after getting back into therapy and on and on and on, and then slowly bringing every one of my kids in, I have 10 children. Uh, I couldn't bring them all at the same time because they would gang up on me. Um, I brought them in one at a time so we could have a one-on-one conversation. I'm curious for
0: our audience, when you're a parent, how do you decide who walks in number one and who walks in number 10, knowing the way... Our technology is with smartphones that somebody can get out of the meeting and immediately say oh, something yeah. to the other one. So how did you decide the order that you talk to your
1: children and your family? Um, I started on the first one was going to be the easiest. <laughs> and my son, Brandon, who you nope Brandon, uh, my yep. son, Brandon, is I call him our little family Gandhi. You know, <laughs> he's just he's the best kid. He's so smart. But he's got this look, the way he looks at life is just wonderful, you know, open minded, all this kind of stuff. And I thought, you know what, I think he would be the easiest to start with because everybody knew what was going on. I mean, his mother had talked to him about my identity issues. Um, You know, here it is being just blasted all over the tabloids, you know, for years, but nobody would ever talk about it.
0: Then before you sit down with Brandon and the rest of the family, what was the vision of what you wanted to accomplish?
1: Um, I wanted to be honest. Honesty. Okay. I'm not a bad person. Um, uh, uh, I just want to tell you my story and what I've dealt with my whole life that's like with the book it's called the secrets of my life it was a way for me to vent to tell everybody anytime i would open up to somebody um and talk to them about it and it started with brandon um and uh it's like taking 10,000 pounds of weight off my shoulders i can just now like be honest and be myself and um, i don't have a secret with that person and brandon said this is why i started with brandon he's probably he said the nicest thing that anybody could ever say as we're about halfway through the conversation and he goes you know i knew all this stuff dad you know i knew what's going on my mom tells me this and that and i said i know but we've never talked about it and um he goes you know dad i've always been so proud that you're my father you know if i go to a." Airport and I hand my ID and it says Brandon Jenner and they all go. Oh, is your dad Bruce Jenner? Yeah, oh, yeah, Bruce He comes, you know comes through here all the time and it was so nice and this and that and and it, I, I've always just been so proud to be your son But I've never been more proud of you than I am right now I And mean, I cry about it today um what a wonderful thing for your child to say to you after pouring your soul out. Um, and uh, uh, that was, you know, that was a real, that was a great start. And, and we've been you know, Brandon and I are still all very, very close. You know, it was a different reaction from other different kids. Um, all supportive. Some are having a more difficult time with it than others. And I get that. And, you know, time heals a lot of wounds and creates a lot of thinking. Because today, you know, two over two years now, after it's all come out, you know, it's funny when you go through what I've been through over the last couple of years, um, and and People think that, oh my God, all of a sudden you're going to be this different person. You know, uh, obviously you look good, look different, <laughs> uh, but I'm still, I'm still the same person. You know, in so many ways. Um, I still a lot of like I like a lot of the things I liked before. I, I played around with racing cars all my life. I still do that. I I fly my own plane. I still do that. It's in like I have to give that up. You know, I loved golf. I Still love golf today. And I can play from the ladies' tees if I want to. <laughs> so it's all good. You know, I can still do all the things that I that you know Bruce used to do. Uh, just look a lot better doing it but it just opened up my soul so I'm, I'm I'm free and and people have been extraordinarily accepting of me and I've been very blessed for that now, you know a few occasions I've had a few you know but overall 99 point nine percent of the time people are wonderful and today my number one priority um is number one me living authentically and just being myself and Not having any secrets and just getting up in the morning and being yourself that's that's a wonderful gift
0: one of the greatest gifts in the book is what you just alluded to in our lives there's the lies we tell ourselves the secrets when you let them
1: go you can breathe But it's like ah okay uh all right and the the world didn't collapse nobody died um uh, there's still some work to be done here but just not having to, that's like in the book I talk about it uh, Kim was actually the first one, I didn't talk about transitioning back then but I was still married to Chris and there's all these rumors going around and Chris or uh, Kimberly being kind of blunt um, in a good way uh, she goes one time because she had caught me one time uh, cross dressed and, um, and so this was years earlier and so uh, she goes, what is going on with you? And she had her own house at the time. She had moved out and bought her own home. And I said, at this point, I, you know, I said, you want to know? I'll come over to your house. I have nobody else there. Just the two of us will sit down and we'll talk. Told her my story. So technically she was first. But then for the next, I, I, I thought that it would open up conversation. I could at least be open with her. Um, and, um, for the next year and a half, she never brought the subject up again. Now I'm thinking in my head, is she just not okay with it? Um, why is it just no conversation again after that on this subject? Our relationship was great. But as far as this subject, it was never brought up again. It wasn't like a week later. She goes, you know, you said something. I'd like to talk to you about that. You know, Um, it just never came up for a year and a half. Now, to her credit, she said, because I had mentioned that, and she goes, I just didn't know if I should bring it up when I talked to her a year and a half later. And I says, you never, we never talked after that one time. And she goes, I didn't know if I should bring it up, you know, which I can understand that. I can understand that. And I felt a little better after that. I I get it. It's, yeah, you don't know if you shouldn't even talk about it. You've kept it a secret for so long, should I even talk about it.
0: It was so fascinating about the whole process, and not that you want it to be fascinating, the pain that you were going through, but you were controlling certain variables in your life. You controlled how hard you worked out. It's like Magic Johnson, who's been a good friend to the family. He has this philosophy, over-deliver. That's all. That's what it's all about, just over-deliver. So you were an over-deliverer. So then what I was interested to hear your opinion about, now you control the variables of sitting down with each family member and each person in your life. Yeah. But you can't control how each one of them handles it. If you put a graph together, there's going to be one child that's going to be the most supportive, saying, I'm so proud of you. I can't believe it. This is fantastic. And then there's number 10 who disappears. Yeah. And you can't control that. So how do you handle psychologically after all you've been going through? Because the thing about the book that's more evident than anything else, family. And so how do you deal with something when you finally get to take the bull by the horns, control this, get where you want to go, make the changes you always wanted to make? Mm -hmm. How do you
1: handle that? You can't you know I remember shandy Moore who was on the show um she's great and she said in one of the first dinners we had with shandy um she said you know you can't save every soul but you can save them one at a time and I listened to that and I said oh my god that's 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 something to live by um the the, the way I justify that, you know, with all the kids and different reactions is, thank God I have a lot of kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Some are gonna get it better than others, you know? And um, although all my kids have all been on my side, yeah, there are a few, and I'm not gonna mention names, that it's um, our relationship, yeah, has not been as good since then and, and even to today. Because to be honest with you, I'm a better person today, you know? And the things that I'm trying to do, Bring this issue forward. Um, you know, you, you may look very different and enjoy different things out there that we were never able to do before, but I feel like in my heart and my soul, I'm a better person today, you know, after going through all of this. And um, um, sometimes I get frustrated because they don't see that, you know? Um, they don't see that now that I'm living my life with no secrets openly,
0: I'll tell you all the stories, all the philosophies, give you all the great special guests, and even give you one-on-one private consultations to help you expand, enhance, and skyrocket your comedy career. Just go to barrycats.com and click on Blueprint for Success to learn more about my groundbreaking digital academy that I've created just for you. With it, we can take your career so far that one day, Instead of listening to this podcast, you'll be interviewed on it. Hey, everybody, and I wanted to thank some of the sponsors on the podcast, starting with AquaTrue. If you haven't bought this countertop water purification system, you have to do so. It's incredible. It turns tap water into your favorite bottled water instantly. It saves you thousands and thousands of dollars. It gets rid of all those plastic bottles that you have in your trash. Thousands and thousands of listeners have bought these. Everybody loves it. Not one complaint. It's incredible. I haven't bought a bottle of water in years since I got this and you won't either. And if you go right now to industrystandardwater.com and type in the promo code Barry, you'll immediately get a hundred dollar discount, a hundred dollar discount and start enjoying the best and most cost-effective water you've ever had. I guarantee it. Lastly, the air doctor. I don't know what the air inside your house is like, but the air inside my house. It feels heavy at times before I got this product and now it got rid of all the bad air in my house the dust the pet hair the pollen it just gets rid of all the contaminants circulating through your home and for me when I got this product it was amazing the difference that I found in the air in my house and it's normally $600 and you can check Amazon right now and you'll see but for all of you listening to Today, I can offer you $300 off. $300. Just go to airdoctorpro.com and type in the promo code Barry. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code Barry, and save $300 and get rid of all the bad toxins in your house and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air in the world. You say in the book, you have a much simpler life. Much simpler. When you talk about your life as Bruce, nothing seemed more simple after the Olympics. You didn't care about you got a
1: haircut or not. You didn't have a makeup person. You didn't have a hair person. Well, you you think of that side. Yeah, it does take a lot longer to get ready. um, (laughs) No, it's about, and when I say my life is so simple today, because I don't have any secrets. Uh, I'm not living under this enormous shadow that has taken over my life. Um, And I can just get up in the morning and be myself. That's like so simple, you know, where before, like in the first chapter of the book, I talk about, you know, Going to Vegas and sneaking out in parking lots and cross-dressing and parking lots and you know, getting on the freeway and driving up and not even being able to stop at Starbucks because I was cross-dressed in Barstow, you know. <laughs> I had to give up. Do I do I stay, you know, Bruce, and then I can stop and get a, a vanilla latte on the <laughs> way? Or do I get cross-dressed, then I can't go in I can't go in, you know? Just the thought of you in Barstow. <laughs> you it's know, me. Just- yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> Where since then, um yeah, I have driven Caitlin has driven there and i stopped so just so caitlin can walk in there and get her damn coffee and move on you know Uh, and so but anyway um, it's not like this um, trans issues gender dysphoria is um, an issue that is part of humanity it doesn't have borders um, it doesn't stop at the border. It's There are trans people and gender nonconforming people and gay people and anywhere in the LGBT community in every part of the world. It's just part of the way God made it. It's just, you know. And um, and now the T portion is, is tough for people to understand. I'm going to ask you a simple question, Barry. I might fail. No. And I guarantee you, you never have been asked this question. Okay. But— I want you to think about it and just take a second, okay, and just think about it. And the simple little question is, when did you know you were a boy? I was
0: five years old, and my mother had a black and white television in her bedroom with the three channels. And on Saturday afternoon, she used to let me watch television in her room when she was doing stuff in the kitchen and the movie King Kong, the 1933 version came on. The big gorilla has Fay Ray in her hand and she's scantily clad and she's screaming. And I felt something between my legs (laughs) happening. And that's when I knew I
1: felt like a boy. (laughs) I felt like a boy. Is that the wrong answer? No, no, that's actually a very good answer. A little crazy, but okay, I'll (laughs) go with it. You know, I go with it. It's the best answer I've ever gotten for that question. Um, But for those few seconds, you actually thought about, way back then, about gender and about who you are. It's not about, and you made a sexual thing out of this thing, but it's not about sexuality. It's about gender. It's about who you are as a person in your soul. Kind of how... uh, And for a normal person, they kind of take it for granted. You know? They just kind of wake up and then they're a girl or they're a boy and they kind of move on in life and it's not even a question in their life and they never question that. For a person suffering from gender dysphoria, a, a trans person... That question is in their head every day, 24 hours a day, 365 days out of the year, and it's never going to go away.
0: So if the question were reversed, what would you say?
1: Um, I just constantly, I knew, and I talk about it in the book, when I was you know, eight, nine years old, I had no idea. I was just fascinated by my mom and my sister. I had an older sister. I was just fascinated fascinated by their clothes, about everything about, you know, the girl thing. and But back then, we're talking latter 50s, uh, you just couldn't bring that subject up. I mean, if they were gone every once in a while, if everybody's gone, I'm the only one in the house, I'd go to the closet, dress, even to the point where if they were gone at night when it's dark, I didn't have a wig, so I put a scarf over my head, you know, and tied it at the bottom and wore women's clothes and walked around the apartment complex that we were in. Were you in emotional pain at eight or it was too early to know even what pain was? It was it was fun, I felt comfortable, but I was also scared. I mean, you go through every, through the process throughout my life, because every journey, I've met a lot of trans people since I came out. I never met anybody until I came out. It, this subject has come so far forward in the last 20 years. And I think the reason for that, uh, many reasons, but one of the main reasons, um, the internet. The internet changed everything. Back in the 80s when I was really struggling, there was no way to get any information. And when you say struggling because you were thinking of the transition. There was no, I couldn't find anybody else. I was just in my house. I remember I watched, uh, I couldn't even find a therapist you know, how do you find a therapist is going to deal with this stuff? Um, and I was, happened to be watching TV one day and they had the Orange County, uh, I don't know if it was the LGBT center or trans center, uh, doing an interview for some reason. I didn't even know there was an Orange County transgender center. You know, I said, are you kidding me? And, uh, so I call up information back then, call up information. Um, and, uh, uh, called the guy and obviously didn't tell him my name. And, uh, you know, I said, I'm, you know, I'm dealing with this subject is, you know, a therapist up in the LA area. And, um, and they gave me a couple numbers. That's how I found Trudy. And th- th- I think there were like three doctors and, uh, two of them guys and one a girl. And of course I'm picking a girl cause I just feel more comfortable around that. And so that's where I met, uh, Trudy Hill, um, And so for four or five years, uh, I went to Trudy all the time. Did anybody know
0: you were going in the family?
1: No, my kids did not know. Uh, I, and this was the time when I was really struggling and I was not a good parent, so I wasn't that close to my kids at that time. And I just had the Brandon, Brody, Burton, Casey. Uh, I was, you know, and I I talk about it in the book. uh, Yeah, it just, I was struggling so much with myself, I couldn't even deal with anybody else at that time and yeah i just i wasn't a good parent and so uh uh you know i went to her and it was the first time i could sit down and actually talk to somebody about it and she was great um you know uh, she had a, a new electrolysis start getting rid of the beard that's about a two-year struggle of pain um you know uh, eventually i got on hormones um and was doing just little things to make me feel better about myself, you know?
0: Obviously, without getting into too much detail, you're in a marriage, you're going to have intimacy with that person. There's going to be moments where they're with you uh, when you first meet, there's going to be moments when they're with you in intimate moments a year later, two years later, but you're not saying anything. Do they say anything?
1: With, uh, I've had three marriages. Um, And with Christy, the first one, I was in college. I was just going for it in life. Didn't really mention that I had this thing and I I didn't get heavily into it. Um, uh, But I did tell her after. And I said, this is what always constantly goes through my head, you know, when you get a little closer. Um, Linda, kind of the same way.
0: Hey everybody, let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial free episodes from Industry Standard, one-on-one coaching with me, and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business, I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to Berrycats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. You say a lot of times that you had insecurity. But when I meet somebody who just dated Elvis Presley, that takes confidence to be able to go out
1: with somebody like that. It was a um, uh, a tennis tournament, actually up at Hefner's, on a Sunday afternoon uh, that I was playing in. And she was there, and she's she very nice, and this and that. and uh, Anyway, I didn't know she, she was—I couldn't figure out when I first met her why all these people were talking to her? I didn't know who the hell she was. I had no idea that she dated Elvis. I had, I knew none of that, you know. But she seemed to know everybody there, and everybody knew her. Um, yeah, I found out more about all that stuff after we started dating for a little while. And I go, what is this whole thing, you know? And uh, uh yeah, and and in that case. Uh, we got married fairly quickly, um, and I talked to her more after we got married uh, about all my issues and all the things that I was dealing with. Um, and but it only lasted four or five years, just right around there. It only when we both decided to go our separate directions, and we had two great kids with Brandon and Brody. You know, I have no regrets for any of those relationships because why they brought me great kids. Um, and uh, you know family to me is everything um you know i look at a lot of young people uh who are trans and i feel very blessed honestly that i waited that long because i had wonderful experiences wonderful children um i i believe that and, and maybe i'm wrong but this is my own opinion is that there are like levels of being trans you know There can be literally three, four, five-year-old kid, you know, who's, let's say, female. And, you know, to the parents say, you know, you keep calling me a girl, but actually I'm a guy. You know, I'm a boy. And very strong, strong feelings. For me, I could kind of live with myself. I don't know if it was the time that I, you know, from the 50s, 60s, 70s, the times that we were living in. But I could live with myself and not go off the deep end. You know, we have a suicide rate in the trans community nine times higher than the general public. We lose kids all the time. Mostly all young trans kids um, who just can't handle it, who, you know, it's it's tough especially when you're trans and you're gender non-conforming let's say you have feminine qualities and you're in school grade school um or masculine qualities or you don't fit the norm school can be brutal um and if there's any if you suffer from depression that's kind of the big one uh we lose a lot of kids a lot of young people that way
0: the thing that i look at that inspires me most about you and i don't mean to get emotional but is the don't fact start crying that on me Ken I'm, barry I'm sorry. come on i'm sorry
1: i know okay uh,
0: hit me with it the thing that i think that you could give anybody is how to deal with the punches and the adversity and the levels of people trying to take you down wake up and go out and say what you think do of me again. is none of my business yeah the thing with your father and the tree. Uh, the tree like oh, in, in the God. cold weather and you say i can't do this it's too dangerous don't yeah. do this to yeah. me don't oh, yeah. do this to me
1: yeah and then i do the story years later the motorcycle yeah. going down the hill and I, i'm not taking it down that hill and i said dad remember that tree back on bantam lake <laughs> Yeah, and you keep bringing up, don't do this to me. I said, I'll tell you what, you shut up with that story, I'll take it down for you. And he says, you got a deal. <laughs> I don't know if that prepared
0: you. Just you could post one thing that's positive, and then you look at the the
1: comments, and it's like, my God. Oh, yeah, the comments. on. on oh, my God, <laughs> you, yeah. You, I don't read them very often, but once in a while for humor. I read them. <laughs> Internet is brutal. I, I can't say, and especially a lot of the criticism has come from within my community. But that would then be other trans- crushing,
0: having people in your community
1: attacking Oh, I got attacked. It. Yeah, I got attacked. But not but only attacked.
0: that, yeah. even at the ESPY Awards, I got the feeling like, this is somebody who doesn't write speeches. I think that she's going to throw out some jokes and whatever, and you did, and it was wonderful. But then afterwards, I think what I thought would be disturbing to me, and again, I don't know if you felt a sting When there's people who you respect, like Bob Costas or Frank DeFord or people like that, who have written amazing things about you and waxed poetry that no one Mm -hmm. ever, and then you go on and then they criticize. criticize. And that's Uh, the example that I think I take away from you for anybody is like, hey, you're going to go out in the world and you're going to get your ass handed to you and you got to keep getting up and going forward. And I think that's the biggest thing I get from your life. It's not whether you're a man, a woman. To me, you're clear. Yeah. It's just the singular focus is family and take the hits and yeah, keep, keep walking. Moving.
1: Yeah, um, I've had to do that. And and some you know, I can't say that if somebody criticizes me or like in this one case, I had this quote trans activist She was, it wasn't about me as much as it was about her, Uh, came after me and just ripped me for being a Republican, for being white, for being actually having a job, and you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, And I can't say that that doesn't hurt. Of course it hurts, especially somebody in your community. Um, You know, I'd lay there and go, at at some points, the criticism becomes so tough. That I'm going. Why am I even doing all this stuff? Why am I going out there and trying to raise money, you know, to give to the trans community? Um, you know, so far we've given away about between Mac and my own foundation about 1.4 million dollars towards trans issues, um, and I'm out there doing meetings for free and running around and you know asking favors of people to get involved with my foundation and all these types of things and i'm out there and i'm just trying to i don't get a dime for any of that i just to you know raise money to give it some great organizations and great people that are doing great work you know and then you get bashed for everything that you do yeah it hurts um but then you know i take a big deep breath i call up alan my pr (laughs) my pr guy and you know He knocks a little sense into me and says, "Eh, come on, look at the difference you're making. You know, look at all this stuff you're doing. Look at this, that, this, that. And I go, yeah, you're right. You know, there's no reason to give up. I I realize I'm going to be criticized, you know, uh, because I'm not the, quote, norm uh, for a trans person. Um, I I know the struggles that the trans community has. Right now, the murder rate has been going nuts. We lose a trans woman of color um, one every two weeks. I find transgender
0: people, I find they're more honest. What helped you get to the point where you could tell your story at the right time was, unfortunately, you kept it a secret. And maybe part of coming out and being an inspiration is the fact that people are feeling comfortable to be honest. And maybe the world isn't as accepting yet. And that's why more people are. Yeah,
1: um, I think that's one thing that when I did Diane Sawyer, I knew that that was, you know, after being hammered hammered, hammered by the tabloids, that I was finally going to come out and do the ultimate. You know, I I talked about earlier how when I talk to my kids or talk to somebody, a loved one, about my issues, it's like taking all this weight off my shoulders. When that came out, the weight was coming off big time.
0: And that wraps up part one of our podcast. I just wanted to thank my incredible partners, starting with AquaTrue, the revolutionary miniature countertop water purification system that works straight out of the box. Plug it in, fill it with tap water, and immediately turn your faucet into your favorite bottled water for pennies. You can get $100 off when you go to industrystandardwater.com and just type in the promo code BEAR and start enjoying the best And the Air Doctor, the innovative portable air purification system, which will change your overall quality of life and instantly removes dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses and other contaminants circulating in your home normally $600. And if you don't believe me, check Amazon right now. But for a limited time, I can offer you 50% off. That's a $300 savings. Just go to airdoctorpro.com, type in the promo code Barry, and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air in the world. And that wraps up part one of two episodes. You can check out the next episode this coming Thursday. And here's a preview of the next
1: episode. You have to be true to your loved ones. Do your best to help other people understand what you're going through. Uh, But the bottom line is living your life with no secrets is the only way to go. Um, And it may be tough. It may be difficult. It may take a while for other people to come around. But the bottom line is, um, yeah, you, you, you have to live your life with a happy soul. The dreamer they have all to gain. It's never quite over till it all feels the same. You pick your own poison, dig your own.